Welcome to the X Podcast. So good to have you. You look good. Hey, you look, you look good. good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. We did not do this on purpose. We, we are not. not. We, we just just happened to show up the same day wearing the exact same amazing hoodie. Anyways, by the way, by the book, by the book. Hopefully, what you are supposed <laughs> to do a selfless plug here. Anyways, uh, today's episode of the X Podcast. I've got good news mm. and I got some bad news. The good news is it was a great episode. Oh, it was so good. It was so, so good. good. Uh, All about how to live a meaningful life. Yes, how to Step live a meaningful life. Step into a beautiful life. story. And it's going to be incredible. So we hope that you tune in for it. The bad news is we had some technical difficulty and we don't have video footage mm. for it. So rather than seeing our beautiful faces, mm. you're going to have to listen to us. And so we hope you enjoy this yeah. episode. Hopefully we'll be back in person visually yes. next week. So enjoy this week's episode. Well, hey, welcome to the X podcast episode 400. I have no idea. 37. Actually, I think it's 65. Is, really? this episode, is there anything special? No. No, okay. Episode 65, thank you wherever you are watching from, listening from. In fact, why don't you let us know, if you've not emailed us in a while or ever, email us. Yeah. I want to know a few things. I want to know, if you always skip this part, by the way, take a moment, email us, let us know your favorite episode. Something you like us to discuss, and what platform you watch or listen from. I want to know. Yeah. Do you watch? Do you watch podcasts or you listen? I listen. You listen. Yeah, I'm weird. I I listen. I watch some. Mm. I watch Battle Ready. No, I always listen. You always listen. Yep. Okay. Um, and so it's just me and Tim today. That's right. Tucker walked by. and said, "This feels like a date." Yeah, but, and <laughs> and we somehow have the I, same I, matching. Hoodies. I don't. We have this uh, Hope for the Wilderness hoodie on. It's beautiful. It's beautiful hoodie. It's beautiful. And blue jeans. Like, we match, yes. and we did not intend to do it on purpose. This was not intended. But great minds think alike. Yes. So we're at the table today, and uh, we, this is the third episode of the new year yeah. of 2022. And I feel like each episode has been kind of a different take on how do we make this year count? Yeah. How do we make this year different, yeah. as you've been speaking on yeah. uh, to our community? How do we make this year I feel like every year there's things we keep saying we're going to become that we don't become mm-hmm. or that we're going to change and we don't change. Yep. And so we've taken a few different stabs that we, we looked at, okay, are resolutions good? How do we view goals? Last week I thought was fascinating. We talked about how do we leverage time. Yeah. Today, there's a book I just finished that I know you're reading. Yep. It's a new one by Donald Miller, but it's it's kind of a theme he's been threading together for about a decade now. It's on stories. So mm-hmm. the Thought, I thought it'd be fun today to talk about, from a different angle, when we look at this year, and really our life in general, could it be possible that our lives will be as meaningful as the stories we live? Mm-hmm. Or to say it another way, could it be that the quality of our lives is the direct result of the quality of the stories we choose to enter? Mm. Um, his, I'll just throw out a phrase, and we'll, yeah. t- we'll talk about it. But his his thesis, kind of in this new book, and we can pr- talk about Donald Miller, a little bit of his arc in a moment for context is that life doesn't ask us to live a story it forces us to yeah we just have to choose what story we live hmm. so how far are you on the book uh not very far <laughs> you're not very far so <laughs> okay you, I'm, I'm at the uh, beginning stages of it. i wrote okay. some but okay so I'm, I'm gonna ramble for a minute okay just to give us some context donald miller if you don't know him he yeah. is uh well i've read uh, so a lot of people probably have heard of StoryBrand. Yes, StoryBrand. That brands. was real popular. Yes. So a lot of the same concepts. Right. He's just kind of put this into a new package. Yes. Kind of a different Donald story. Miller wrote 
Yeah. He's one of those few authors that actually gives me hope as an author. He's one of those few authors that like had no platform. Yeah. But wrote a book that just resonated with a ton of people. Yeah. And all of a sudden, his book. And we're not blew talking up. about story brand. We're talking about blue light talking jazz. About blue light jazz. His Came first in New York Times. really was his second book. Was, yeah, it was the first one was like the art of Volkswagen maintenance and prayer. Something weird. Yeah. Through painted deserts. You ever read it? Yeah. No, it would, I it would bore you to tears. Yeah, I love it. It's. Uh, it, I like blue light jazz. Yes, blue light jazz. It basically, I think the the tagline was uh, non Christian or something like thoughts on spirituality in a yeah. modern whatever. Yeah. Anyways, very memoirish, very stream of thought, very like down to earth. You feel like you're having coffee with them. He wrote this book like Blue Light Jazz that blew up. At the time, he would describe himself as not a very healthy person. Yeah. He was very overweight. He was a bit lazy. Mm-hmm. He uh, was having a lot of relational trouble. He just was not living a great story. Fast forward a few years, he has a couple books that don't sell well. Mm-hmm. And then finally, someone approaches him in a really slump season of life. Yeah. And they say, we want to make a, a movie, movie out of your life. A Blue Light Jazz. Blue Light Jazz. Uh, off his best-selling yeah. memoir. But while they're creating, while these Hollywood and, and his book "A Million Miles in a Thousand That's Years," the book where he talks about it. Yes, I, I like that book a lot. Uh, one of my, if you if you need a starting point, if you because yeah. a lot of people will watch this and say we take your book suggestions. A million miles in a thousand years. Yeah, I, like the, it. I love the the tagline is what I learned while editing my own life. Yeah, and the whole gist of the book was when these producers flew out and they started editing his life he realized they were changing and adding things and basically his life is boring yeah in a vulnerable moment he has one of the producers are are you changing my life are you saying it's boring without it and the producer looked at him and said let me put it this way people will be stabbing each other in the throat with their drinking straws (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't the phrase he used it was was it that it was i I, I couldn't remember remember it it. there was yeah so don miller actually he (laughs) said in the in the guise of to make the movie better, he starts getting an inkling about his own life. Yeah, he flies out to Hollywood and attends a story writing seminar yeah. for Robert McKee, and starts thinking, "Wait, is it possible that the same elements that make a meaningful story are the same yeah. elements that make a meaningful life?" Yeah, and um, there, there's this uh, part at the beginning of the book. I, I read it like ten years ago, but I'll never forget. And he said, "If any of us were to go to a movie to see a." a a story about a guy that really wanted a Volvo really bad and <laughs> lived and worked hard yeah. and got the Volvo and then the credits rolled. We would all walk out saying that was a waste of time, but we wouldn't know why. Yeah. And the reason is because that's not a moving story. And yet this is the, the kind of gut punch. He said, but how many of us live for those kind of stories? Yeah, I agree. And he said, what 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 if the same elements? And so in, in that book, he basically decided – Okay, I need to stop just writing stories, but living stories. Mm-hmm. He pursued his dad, who he hadn't had a relationship with forever. He finally yep. pursued a girl. He decided to 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 actually, even though he was way overweight, biked across the country, biked across the country, went canoeing down went in canoeing. wherever in South America. He committed to yeah a mountain hike in the most treacherous yeah. hike in the world, which forced him to get up. And he has this whole thing as a side project. I'll stop rambling in a minute, but I just want to give his context. Basically, his whole thing is, and this is good for January to think about. People don't respond innately to goals as much as they do story. Yeah. So his thought is instead of saying I'm going to lose 20 pounds, which yeah. may motivate some people, instead get a climactic scene in your mind of by July 31st I'm going to be standing on a beach, confident, six pack, whatever. Yeah. Uh, instead of I'm going to whatever, create instead of these generic arbitrary yeah. goals, create a story arc I, that forces you to get narrative traction in your mm-hmm. life and that creates meaning. I, yeah. I think we can all. I think we could probably all identify with that. With and what's great is I think um, Don Miller's put some language to what what we all probably feel 
every year with the disappointment of, well, this year I was going to do this yeah. or this year I was going to, and we don't. And I, I kind of stopped doing resolutions years ago. But you um, do goals. No, I mean, I, I have mm-hmm. in the past, but I, I've also found that um, a lot of times I'm really excited about goals and they set the direction of mm-hmm. my year, but I don't end up kind of just living and dying by those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Which like, is because you're such a driven person. I, I know. You're such a three. I am such a if three. You're, you're, you're a three, too, so yes, stop. Yes, I, I, but I'm a three-wing four. If you're familiar with the Enneagram, Patrick Tim is a, a three-wing wing three. three. Yeah. You are pure uh, it's three. Not, it's not impossible. But I, I, I do. I, there are goals, but I tend to well, – I guess what I say is the goals in my life that have stuck have been the ones that have the deepest meaning with them, mm, right? Yeah. And so if it's a goal of something I want to change in my life mm-hmm. – like this past year, I, I wanted to um, create margin in my life in a lot of different areas. So for me, that was like, okay, I'm not going to be on social media. So I wasn't mm-hmm. on social media for a year. Um, I'm still haven't gone back to it yet. Mm-hmm. I've gotten such a habit of not doing it right. that I don't know that I want to pick it up yeah. necessarily. Um, I I also changed tried to change the way I was eating, hmm. and that was really hard. But it's taken it took me months to yeah. create new patterns mm-hmm. in my life, and so. Um, that I just don't have like flippant goals. Yeah, I have things that I'm like, I want to change this, and so then I kind of set out to change that thing. Right. But I think sometimes we just come up like I'm 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 just not a big proponent of here's a list of all the things that I'm going to accomplish this year because mm. I feel like it's overwhelming. Yeah, I feel like it's like this so idea. Well, like I'm going to get one or two. Do this. I like to pick one or two things that go. These are something that I really want to, and most of them are not things I want to change about the mm. negative that I don't like in my life. Yeah. They're, well, what want, they're, they're what I want to. Well, no, that's not true. There's things that happen. Well, I don't like to break fast, but I mean, I think I want to. I, I really do think that there's something to if you want to. If you want to change something about yourself, focus on mm-hmm. what you're wanting to create, not mm-hmm. wanting your what you want to stop. Yeah, okay. That so, to me, I guess, so is let's what drill I'm down saying. on and that. That's what helps me create. I think the narrative and the story. This yeah. is this is the father that I want to be. So yeah. that means I'm not just going. Okay, I want to cut back on the amount of hours that I put in at the office. That mm-hmm. might be what you say, right? So I, I need to do less because I'm working too much and I'm not there. It's like no. I would rather define what is the kind of father that I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I want to be a father that's not just involved, like in okay, attending their activities because you can still do that and do all those things. But I want to be emotionally involved. Right. I want to be a kind of father who is going to create memories yeah. this year. I'm going to be the kind of father that's going to get involved in their lives and even the small things that I don't connect with. Yeah. Like there's things to me that's about creating a narrative mm-hmm. of the kind of father I want to be, not. Yeah. I just need to stop working so much because yeah. I've not been there. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, that's kind of what I've done intuitively yeah. because the other ones never last. Okay, so let's press in on the whole principle of story. You specifically uh, push pause on all social media to create more margin. Mm-hmm. But for what story? Why? Well, okay, so one of the big things, that, for a couple of reasons, why I wanted to do it. Um, big one was I wanted to write a book. Mm. And so my focus last year, I really – decided um december of last year because i had it on the burner for a while moved it to the back burner i had i felt i i literally had a moment where i was like okay i feel like i'm supposed to write this book Mm -hmm. like it was kind of like again in context of faith i felt like it was a god-inspired moment where i just i I have the i wrote down the day Hmm. i remember the moment i was like this is the book i'm supposed to write and whatever put it together outlined all this stuff did nothing with it for a long Mm -hmm. time just a busy season did nothing 
I really felt inspired, wanted to do it again. Uh, we've been talking about writing, and so it was kind of like, hey, let's keep well, let's keep some writing accountability, and that helped. That's so a writing partner. I challenged you thirty minutes a day. Yeah, you did, and so I started into that around December. But I just knew I was like, I've got to create some mental margin. Um, I yeah. could have found the time margin, but the mental margin was mm -hmm. the biggest thing for me, yeah. and it just felt like it was such a distraction and a time waster because anytime I wasn't, my mind wasn't occupied on mm -hmm. what I needed to do, mm -hmm. it was drifting. Yeah, by scrolling. It yep. was, you know, it just, it was. Yeah. And so that was one of the reasons I wanted that kind of margin. But also I wanted, I wanted, so it was like a mental, it was like an energy margin. It was like a time margin. Yeah. It was kind of all those things right. as well. And so, and, and I just wanted to kind of refocus myself. Yeah. I just felt like it was, it was such a distraction yeah. that I would always, we would do these fast, like we're mm -hmm. in the middle yep. of now. And I always feel something freeing. I would find my mind is not just first yeah. thing I do, pick up my phone, go do that. And I was like, I want to carry that forward. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided I'm going to yeah. start with the fast, but I'm just not going back to it. Right. And as I got a month into it, two months into it, I was like, this is freeing and I need the, I need mm -hmm. the space. Yeah. So, so for me, it was, it mm -hmm. was, it was the um, anticipation of what I wanted to create yeah. That gave me mm -hmm. the discipline and the energy to actually stop Enough. doing it. And yeah. I don't. So what I'm saying is, I don't focus on the negative yeah. portion of it. Yeah. I'm focusing on what I'm trying to create. Yep, I love that. And I think, of course, if Donald Miller was here and he was, because what ended up happening was he took these elements of story, created a story brand. Yeah. He actually found oh, out that these, the, it, it, it's actually it sounds simple, but it's game shifting stuff because it, it's really changed the game as far as even the way a lot of America we use it for marketing. Markets. We use it. I mean. Church. His whole thing, like he's he started uh, kind of just small scale taking businesses and tripling, literally quadrupling uh, their net worth in a year simply by how they told their story. And so, yeah, we we brought in some of those principles of how do we tell a better story of yeah. what God's doing here and how God wants to move in people's lives and invite people into that story. And it really is game changing. But his whole thing is climactic scenes. Mm -hmm. So, like maybe you didn't do this, and obviously it didn't matter. Which, funny enough, we had the same story because. From J January to June of last year, I also was off social media. Mm -hmm. I told myself I wasn't going to touch social media yeah. until I finished the book, book and got out of debt. There you go. I kind of, I'm glad those two things happened, but I kind of wish I didn't get back on social media <laughs> because uh, you're the wise one. You stayed off. Well, but, but you need it. You were using it for your, your book. And I had to promote I, the I know book I'm going to have to do yeah. that as well. So, But if he were here, I think what he would have pushed you is um, to define the climactic scene. Yeah. And maybe you had that. Maybe for you it was... The moment I'm holding the finished book in my hand, yeah, like that's my so like four or five years ago during a tough season, I remember I took some of these elements. I'm just literally remembering this now, and I went to a coffee shop and I wrote out just to like inspire and fill me with hope again. I wrote out like four or five climactic scenes mm. of my life. Um, like I think one was like like holding a son on a coast of whatever. One was holding like a son, you know, like if I have a kiss one day. Oh, okay. Um, okay. You know, yeah. Um, I was wondering. Not, not, not just any son. I yeah, guess okay. My, okay. Um, okay. But, um, <laughs> like, holding someone's kid, <laughs> right. On the holding coast someone's of, kid on the coast <laughs> of Amalfi. That's what on I the Amalfi know. coast. Um, but anyways, and it, and it did something to me, but no, I love that. And I think, you know, to kind of, Couple, so so yeah, let, me, yeah, yeah. let me challenge a little bit of the climactic scene thing. Okay. Let me, let me challenge again. I, I've not read through his whole book, but, one of the things that um, that I don't like about that idea as much, okay. so I, let's just push back on it, because okay. I feel like any time in my life, if I set a goal, mm -hmm. which is kind of what sure. you're doing, you're telling, you know, putting, creating mm -hmm. a story narrative with it, to to that climactic scene, 
I, I think some of it is maybe more fear mm-hmm. is that I'm just going to the day that happens, I'm just going to flip right back. Mm. So I think that's the ch- actually, I think that's the challenge, right? Actually, so he addresses go, that because for me, like when I when I was trying to change the way mm-hmm. I was eating and right. um, and you know I I could set that as hey I want to get to this weight right so get to that weight celebration sure. I'm done now what right so and so I, I'm trying of, to how do I make yeah. a lifestyle and not just sure. a scene for I guess sure that would be the question and I feel like he probably nuances that like he even makes a statement in here about writing he says you can't fall in love with having written a book you got to fall in love with the process right. of writing yeah so there's got to be it's kind of like what Andy Stanley says like don't miss don't miss ill-defined success. Mm-hmm. Success is not the graduation. Yeah. That's the mile marker. Success is you studying every day. Mm-hmm. So I agree. There's, there's, there's got to be a place because if not, you come to some fake climactic moment. Yeah. And then afterwards, it's like Boxing Day. After Christmas, you're empty yep. inside. He was, it's what he calls the existential vacuum. And actually, so part two of the elements of story that have combined to kind of form his life philosophy and a big part of this book is the elements of story and then logotherapy from Viktor Frankl. Mm-hmm. And so part you have to describe it. I haven't got to that okay. part. Okay, so Viktor Frankl, if you're not familiar with Because, I mean, I, I like logos. I mean, logos are awesome. I love staring at logos, and sometimes yeah. they just, they're if just you're, therapeutic to my soul. <laughs> so for those who don't watching, know what logotherapy yeah. is by Viktor Frankl. If you're not <laughs> watching on YouTube, I'm shaking my head vigorously. So, <laughs> what are you talking about? So, so logotherapy, Viktor Frankl, if you're not familiar with him, he is a brilliant psychologist. Mm-hmm. He actually contended against the ideas of Freud. Yeah. So Sigmund Freud would posit, and I'll just maybe this is an oversimplification, that man's greatest desire is it's pleasure. Perfect. Yeah. Viktor Frankl would contend that's not true. That actually, it's only when someone is not experiencing a deep sense of meaning that they distract themselves with pleasure. Yeah. Which that, that was that's deep. something to chew on for a mm-hmm. while. If you think back to your life. That's the true. reason you distract yourself with pleasure is you're down. You feel like your best days are behind you. You feel mm-hmm. empty. Your you, your yeah. soul is hungry. I'm gonna numb myself. I'm gonna distract myself with yep. pleasure. I might as well, you know. But his whole thing is what man really is after is not pleasure, but it's meaning. And and through a sense purpose. of purpose, through a sense of meaning, we can have joy. So uh, Victor Frankel contended that, that he kind of came up with this formula for meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, number one is to have a task to enter into, basically yeah. to live a story. Yeah. You need to have, you need to be able to look at a horizon, point to a horizon, and it needs to be a horizon big enough to get we you would, on your I feet. I think we would call that in, in, in the world mm-hmm. of, of Christianity and faith, we would call that what's your calling. Yeah, what's your calling? What's your calling? What's your what do vision? you feel mm-hmm. like is your yeah. hill to climb but, for your life? But I think it, it, that's very true. But I think Don Miller would even push back on a practical lens and say there's a lot of Christians who feel a sense of calling but practically are not living meaningful stories. They're not actually pushing into— But that just means into, that they're not fulfilling their calling, yeah, right? Right, but you can have—but I feel like—I guess what— True, but I think some people calling is very ethereal. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm no, I, I, I love you Jesus. Can, right. I, I'm in ministry. Yeah, but what hill what mountain are you taking this no, year? I understand. So so, so you need yeah. to take it a little deeper. I, yes. wa- I just want to make sure we relay right. these things to just people listening yes. and watching so it makes sense so right. they can apply it. You know, it and I think that's a great one. Like for for example, I could say I feel called to serve in ministry. Yeah. Well, okay, that can mm-hmm. that can be a calling. Um, someone may say they have. Or it could be, I feel called to serve in ministry and I want to plant a church. Right. Or I want to 
grow a ministry or I want right. to create a curriculum mm-hmm. that our church can use or other churches may mm-hmm. use. I want to like what is the right. specific yeah. way? Yes. Let, yes. What's the specific way that you I'm saying in our yes. context that you're gonna fulfill that calling? Yes. He he uh, I, I think I was important. telling you earlier something interesting he brings out that mm-hmm. would and he's I th- Donald Miller would still describe himself as a Christian, mm-hmm. but um and I wouldn't go so far as he does in some of these ideas. I don't agree with 100% of everything he says. But one of the things that is interesting to think about is he says a lot of times we think we're going to find meaning by studying it. If we study enough meaning, sure. if we have all the truths, if we believe all the right things, we're going to find meaning. And while I don't go as far as he is, I think, I mean, truth matters. Mm-hmm. And I think identity is rooted in who you are as a follower of Jesus. I believe this and who you are in God, who you are in Christ. I believe internally your, your belief structure influences everything. Mm-hmm. It's out of that. But I, I, I do agree with him in what he contends that uh, he, he used the analogy. He says you can, if you sit beside some, you know, a girl that you could fall in love with and just describe the brain chemistry, and yeah. just study, hey, right now there's neurons going on and yeah. blah, blah, blah. He says, you don't experience love by studying love. You experience love by falling in love. Mm-hmm. You experience love by actually taking a risk and dating and pursuing and serving. And, and so his whole thing is a lot of people may have the whole Bible memorized, but you meet them and they're miserable. Yeah. And it's because they've not actually entered into a story. Into a story. They haven't I stepped into a story. that's the difference. They haven't stepped into a story. So his number one thing is um, enter work that matters. Uh, Victor Frankl's second formula uh, for experiencing meaning is to uh, experience with something or someone uh, that brings you value. I need to look at the way he worded it. But basically, his whole thing is expose yourself to beauty. Mm-hmm. That he thinks that we take for granted yeah. nature around us and how we experience uh, meaning. This is how he said it. Experience something or encounter someone that you find captivating and that pulls you out of yourself. Oh, I like that. If you're anything like me, I can get stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. So how do you expose yourself to well, beauty, get out of your head, be around something that actually maybe puts wonder back in yeah. your soul? Well, I think, too, if you, if you look at these as, um, are these as four separate things, or are these, these all are, connected? These are, these are Victor Frankl's three, three this or is three, his, formula. his formula. So number one, step into a story that matters. Number two, expose yourself to beauty. Number three is find a redemptive, this is kind of Donald Miller paraphrasing, find a redemptive outlook on your suffering. Have an optimistic okay. outlook on the inevitable challenges of life. Right. And and so Don Miller actually for a while before well, he even wrote Story Brand would take people through Storyline where they'd literally map out their life. Yeah. And he said people would find deep healing and a sense of meaning by literally plotting out their life, the ups and the downs, yeah. and finding a narrative traction to it and finding a narrative. What's a redemptive perspective that mm-hmm. you can look at? And, and by the way, Viktor Frankl, these ideas – he didn't forge in an ivory tower. Uh, this was in Holocaust. Mm. Victor yep. Frankel yep. forged right. these principles after his parents were murdered, his kids were murdered, and his wife was murdered. Mm-hmm. And he was literally in a concentration camp yep. where it was illegal to interfere with suicides, and he would whisper in the ears of people, you still have meaning, you still have a story. Yeah. And he got out, he survived the horrors of Holocaust, created logotherapy, created this brand-new psychological framework that I think is brilliant. Yeah. And so Don Miller's whole thing is, is how do you combine the elements of story, of meaningful story, with the elements of logotherapy that you need to point to a horizon, expose yourself to beauty, and that you need to be able to find a redemptive perspective on suffering? Well, that's a, there's a lot in that. Sorry, it's a whole lot. That is a whole lot. But, you, you know, I guess a couple thoughts come to my mind um, as you express those things. Um, 
all of them, I think, are necessary for us to, I think, experience meaning. Like, I don't, I don't know that you could just pick one of those or yeah. two of those. I think we need a story. I think our lives um, need some type of purpose. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first one, right? The first one, I, when right. I hear that about stepping into a task, I feel like, okay, what is my purpose for my life? Yeah. And how do I step into that? You know, I was talking with someone else the other day, and I was kind of just encouraging them, and I said, one of the things I've been trying to do myself lately is um, really describe what my personal purpose is. Yeah. I think we all need a personal purpose statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's like no matter what we talk about that like a personal yeah, mission statement. Yeah, no matter what environment I go into, because I think if not, we have the danger of attaching our identity and purpose to whatever is maybe our career, yeah, or whatever is you know that that our current construct that we're in, mm-hmm. and you know it's like you could say, well, my purpose is to you know um, to raise my kids to become strong, confident, blah blah. That's right. great. That's great. Right. That might. What happens when they grow up? Right. Move out. Right. You know, I think we can have different, I think we have different things mm-hmm. in different seasons right. that become like, this is what becomes a priority. Right. But I think at the end of the day, we're all wired a little bit different. Yeah. We're created. We have different like right. giftings and different abilities. There's things right. that you're good at that I'm not, vice versa. And so I'm trying to look at that and go, okay, and maybe things that we feel personally that God has spoken to us. Yeah. And so those kind of things should shape. And I want to create a personal purpose statement mm-hmm. that is not attached to this church or this whatever, but it is for me. This is what I feel like mm-hmm. I want to give my life to yeah. doing. Yeah. And then I think you have to attach a task to it. Yeah. That would be what Victor Frank, right, right. or where Donald yeah. Miller would take it. It has to go into something. It can't mm-hmm. be, like you said, ethereal. Right. It can't just be, well, I'm just, yeah. uh, my personal pur- purpose right. statement is to love people. Right. Okay. Everybody knew that. Right. How are you going to love people? What does that look like yeah. that's different than yeah. what others are going to do? What's the unique? Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, I, th- I think no, that's good. important. It's, yeah, it's good because it's no good. No, I was just going to walk through the three and just try to process it yeah. out. But if you have something with that, that's well, fine. Well, no, I, I forgot to follow back up because what you said was so good about um, if, if you just have one moment in your mind, then you feel empty afterwards. Yeah. And so for him, it was actually when he got done riding his bike across the country that he found Viktor Frankl's famous book, Man's Search for Meaning. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, he said for the first time he didn't feel empty after an accomplishment. Because sometimes you feel really empty after a defeat. Sometimes you feel really empty after a significant accomplishment. Yeah. It's, it's like, just oh, kinda, I want to make yeah. this much money, or oh, I want that job. You right. get that job, and you go sitting there and go, yeah. wait, that didn't heal oh, everything that's, inside? That's, yeah. And well, what do I do next? And so I think what you said is so good. It's, it's what's the bigger arc? Like, I, I feel like I'm spoiling all the book, but basically, this book is tied to something I started doing a year ago through his Business Made Simple University, which is creating a life plan. And what he does, it sounds really. I think I mentioned it before, and it sounds really morbid, is he actually wrote out his eulogy. Mm-hmm. He wrote out his obituary. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what you said. It's regardless of all the different, because there's going to be a lot of stories you live. Mm-hmm. But overall, who am I becoming? Yeah. And what do I want them to say? Yeah. And, I, and like for, you know, for someone, it could just be like, hey, this person was someone who spread joy wherever they went. Mm-hmm. They ended up creating a community that gave shade to people around them. And here's a couple specific things of how that fleshed out. But basically, yeah. this is the kind of person they were. Mm-hmm. And so his whole thing was he created uh, an obituary, and then from that, a, a 10-year plan. It may not all go the way he wants to. Right. Five-year plan, one-year plan, and then he created um, like three months at a time. Okay, here's some – and he said doing that, there's a psychological trick of starting with the end in mind. Yep. Because we all say life is short, but we don't live that way. But to start with the end in mind does something psychologically, if you think about it more often, 
to then okay so today i'm not just gonna i'm gonna prioritize the people that really matter Mm -hmm. and the person i really want to become yeah and the things i really want to achieve and i'm gonna work from that framework and then it just helps you i think in in his words it helps create better narrative traction because i tend to create goals and lose traction Mm -hmm. i agree i mean i think i think a lot of that's what that's the story part yeah you know, it's like the difference between saying, well, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to be um, in better health so that I can be around to see yes, my grandkids yes. grow up. Right. That's, that's the not difference. I want better it's, biceps. It's not, yeah. I it, want to fulfill God's call in my life and live. Yeah. Long. And so I think if you have that bigger story, yeah, then you can put within that story. Hey, I want to work out, you know, um, three times a, a week for right. the next three months straight. Yeah. So I'm going to create and put new habits in my life that's yeah. going to move me toward that. And so yeah. I think that's, to me, I think that's an important part of that first step, you know, stepping into a story. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the second one uh, that you mentioned was b- expose yourself to something mm-hmm. that is How do you do that? Wow. That's a, that's a great question. I mean, I feel like one of your ways is through reading about stuff that fascinates you. Yeah. I love, I love learning. I love exposing myself to the wonder of the world around us. And Mm -hmm. I feel like how it points us to a creator. Um, I, I love doing that. I think, I think the, the, the unique thing about that point and why I guess it's so important is because if we do not, if you think about, we're going to, if you think about the first thing he mentions, which Mm -hmm. is what is the story of your life and what is your purpose and what are you, what are you living for? If, if that is the full um, perspective of your aim and where you're mm-hmm. going, I think the tendency we have to watch is that we don't become self-absorbed. Yeah. My story matters the most. Yeah. Uh, my life and what I'm creating mm-hmm. matters, and mm-hmm. I've got to fulfill this purpose. Where sure. One of the things we learn from Jesus is that I, I really think is mm-hmm. that it's by serving others that yeah. you actually find the most fulfillment. Yes. You're more blessed to give than it is to receive. Right. And so I think one of the things to me that when I heard that step that, that Viktor Frankl said that, that stands out to me is so that I don't become so trapped and mm-hmm. sucked into my own life yeah. and my own story. Because yeah. it can be real easy also to be the hero of my story. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's the idea. And then to think I'm a hero and mm-hmm. I'm the only one that matters mm-hmm. in my story. Yeah. And so I think we need to expose ourselves to other people, I think that's what I said, to the beauty of other yeah. things and other people's story. Yeah. I, I want to be a part. I think one of the things I do is how do I be a part of someone else's story? Yeah. How do I help someone else? Like to mm-hmm. me, I think that's something that's a little bit lost in this yeah. is potentially I understand that there's a built-in thing. I want to know my purpose. Mm-hmm. But if my purpose is about me, mm-hmm. then I think we're missing the purpose of it. Yes. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I want my purpose to be yes. about helping someone else's story. So interestingly enough, Oh, am I quoting another chapter? Interestingly of his book, huh? enough, my last little tidbit, and I feel like I ruined the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I want to show you this, by the way. This is Hero on a Mission by Don. We don't usually give plugs, but I'm just no. saying it's a good book. But on the outside, you'll see four words: hero, victim, villain, guide. Guide, and that's so. What you're yeah. hinting at, just because you're yeah. so brilliant, didn't even know it, um, is Donald Miller contends that we all live four different roles yeah. in life. Um, some more than others in different seasons. Yeah, We live a hero who, I'm just going to give you his definitions of these four. Hero, villain, victim, guide. A he, uh, Are we giving look, too, too much away of the book or no? Yeah, you, you still read it. Still read it. The villain is the one who makes others small. He's a mm-hmm. bully. Makes so it all about the himself. villain makes it all about himself mm-hmm. and and doesn't care who he tramples on and who he bullies. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step on whoever I need to step on mm-hmm. to accomplish what yep. I need to accomplish. Yep. Reach the top alone. Mm-hmm. 
the victim is the one who feels like they have no way out. Yeah. They're stuck in self-pity, and so they're never going to make narrative traction because they don't think they have agency over their own life. Yeah. Or um, how about this? Another part of victimhood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would do those things, but, you know, I was dealt a, a bad hand. Yes. Like, I would That's do those victim. things, but I never – I didn't right. go to college. And so I couldn't yep. really start something like this. No, I could never a start a business because yep. I don't have seed money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that person, I heard they mm-hmm. had their parents yep. loaned them a bunch. Of, I don't have right. that. That Those are excuses. Yep. Whenever my language is life happening to me instead of me happening to life, mm-hmm. I'm living a victim, victim story. Life. That's good. Yep. And I won't make traction. Yep. Um, the hero is the one willing to face their challenges and transform. It's the dealing with a fear. hero chooses a life of meeting. The guide is the one who helps the hero. Yep. And his whole thing is in, in life, we should be moving towards not a hero that a, a, a true hero, first of all, he would say serves others. Mm-hmm. And well, then Jesus a true hero, as he goes through, Jesus would say that Jesus too. Jesus would say that. Would eventually transform this, into a guide. Let's be honest. Most of all of this these concepts it's it's packaged yeah. just another way of what jesus said yeah i i really everything yeah. i've heard is mm-hmm. all of the things from the teachings of jesus yeah so you know what's crazy is we get them packaged by people like donald miller who put mm-hmm. it in the story that we're all familiar with movies and all that good stuff but jesus did all that sure. jesus talked about i came yeah. to give you life and life to the fullest mm-hmm. i mean he talked about you know all these things about serving others no one who gives up mm-hmm. everything like these tangible things in this life mm-hmm. will not fail to receive as much in this yeah. life and in the one to come there's so yeah. many things to me that jesus taught right. that i feel like have become the bedrock Right. And even Donald Miller would say, Victor Frankl would say, right. these things are the bedrock yeah. for the concepts that right. they kind of package, which right. we need, yeah. so that we can kind of receive and mm-hmm. stick it into our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I, I, I do. I, I can identify with this stuff because when I hear Donald Miller in this setting for business, mm-hmm. for marketing, for all mm-hmm. this go, hey, what's the meaning and the purpose and the story? Mm-hmm. And I go, that's man's quest from the very beginning of time. Yeah. That's that's what yeah. religion became. Yeah. That's what people filled it with is our quest to discover why mm. we're here and our meaning and our purpose. And so yeah. to me, I, I, I mm. see so many similarities to those. What do you think? Because you are one of the most focused people I know. You're one of the most disciplined people I know. What do you think if you had to identify things before or even now for you, what are some potential threats that sabotage your story or make you live in a lesser story? Well, I think partially kind of what I, I wrote about in my book when it comes out. It's just I think I have to continually face the fear that wants to keep me from moving forward, making decisions mm-hmm. that are hard, mm-hmm. you know, doing risk. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's been part of the journey and the story, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's a very significant one. Mm-hmm. It's not just me, probably a lot of people, but it's like what are the fears that are holding me back yeah. from putting myself out there and trying these things? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, that's been one. I'm also very, it's weird when you think about guides and people in your life. I am kind of a very self, um, um, I don't know the best way to describe this. It's it's not a great quality, but it's one of these, like, I'm kind of one of these, um, I don't mean self-serving. I am that, but that's not the word. I'm trying (laughs) trying to get the word. It's like, I'm one of these people that doesn't want to ask for help. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that is, I will figure this out on my own. Yeah. And I don't know what, I, don't, I can't get the term, but it's just, in my mind, it's like, I'll hyper do, independent. Yeah. I'll just, yeah, I'll just yeah. do this myself. Yeah. And I'm also realized, like, th- I, I can't do it myself. Mm-hmm. And so learning where I need to do it. So I, I think me in my head, you know, one of the things that, that really I mentioned before have helped me 
not only in what I'm doing, but when we restructured and we, the pandem pandemic actually, to me, is one of the things that came out of it, forced us to consolidate and kind of restructure our church and what we had to do just because of the, all the environment around it. Um, it. It enabled me to, you know, create new roles that I felt like gave me more margin, mm -hmm. not just for writing a book, but for doing what yeah. I do in ministry. Yeah. Um, I think that has been significant for me. Mm. So realizing that I'm overextending myself, realizing that I'm not creating margin to, I, mm. I really feel like we, there is something lost in the idea of having margin to create, to be mm. innovative. Yeah. So I feel like that yeah. is so lost when we are running 20, mm -hmm. 24 seven yeah. and we're running as fast as we can and we're just barely keeping up. Yeah. And so like, but the way I'm wired and I'm mm -hmm. kind of like working through a lot of these things, mm -hmm. my own soul is like, why am I so driven to achieve and accomplish mm -hmm. certain things? Yeah. And I think those are, those are challenging questions kind yeah. of ask. Um, but, but as I am processing that, I think it, it's like giving me, these are the things mm -hmm. that I'm seeing that are holding me back. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's not like the ability to learn something or a skill or develop something. Yeah. It's probably more of the um, the personal um, things that that I'm kind of learning in my soul mm -hmm. right now about who I am. Right. Uh, some of the things that are actually like. So I don't know if that answers your question. I, I almost wonder. Does. Like, can, can I play a psychoanalyst for a moment? Sure. I wonder if maybe if you may be one of the few people, and he doesn't talk. He doesn't go into all this. So this is this is this is another book. Okay. Um. I wonder if you may be one of the few people that doesn't have a lot of trouble achieving your story, mm -hmm. but you may struggle at times to enjoy your story. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like that's not even I. I would. I and and I. This is but this is some of kind of like I, an internal reflective journey that I've been on in my soul. Mm -hmm. um, I tell you, you know that this idea of again, this is why I keep asking these questions, and mm -hmm. I keep going back to where where did this start. Mm -hmm. that I am so driven to achieve because I, I did that for years and years, even leading this yeah. church. It was, okay, what's our next hill? Mm -hmm. And it was go, go, run, run fast as you can. Mm -hmm. And, it, and, and there's always a sense of urgency behind what yeah. I felt called to do. And urgency is, is okay. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with urgency, but I, I have to be real careful that urgency doesn't become the speed at which I live. Mm -hmm. I want to have a sense of urgency, yeah. but I don't want to move at the speed of urgency. Yeah, does that make sense? Like I yeah. feel like that's I feel like you there's want space a difference. to think deeply, celebrate the wins. Yes, Enj oh, I, I'm enjoy so bad at life, that. enjoy. Um, and one, actually, one of the nuances that I feel like he gave to this because you know I'm, I'm, I'm for whatever reason given the whole Sparks Notes version, but he t he actually talks a lot about you know because you're talking about when you think of writing an obituary and you think about the end of your life i mean really what's the most important thing in life is people mm -hmm. he talks a lot about okay when, when you're creating when he talks about creating a life plan it's it's he, he makes it very clear i think this is great it's why i love the plan he's created which there's a lot of practical tools in this too is that he says very clearly this is not a productivity planner this is a meaning planner mm -hmm. this is not just how to be more productive this is how to live with a richer, fuller sense of meaning. I actually, mm -hmm. in spiritual terms, was kind of convicted when I finished the book because I realized lately, like, I've been making a lot of excuses to not call back friends as often mm -hmm. and to kind of, not mm -hmm. intentionally, but I've just, yeah. I've backed up. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually wrote down, maybe this, just being vulnerable, I was like, I need to be a way better friend mm -hmm. um, to some people. I need to be, a, I, I want to be a better son. Yeah. 
I want to be a better, um, and uh, I, I don't want to live um, a an American dream life. I want to live yeah. a meaningful life. Yeah. Um, I, and like I, you said, I want to. Someone told me a story. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but um, last year I was having breakfast with an old mentor, and he told me this story, true story of uh, this couple that hiked up to the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. It was their lifelong dream. Yeah. They hiked up to the top of a mountain, and when they got to the top, they either lack of planning or just treacherous circumstances of weather. Um, his wife rides the guy at the top of the mountain and died. So he's on the top of the mountain. Yeah. Takes a couple pictures, has to bury his wife on the mountain and hike down. Depressing. That is sad. Is um, this a true story? True story. Oh, gosh. But the whole point he, he dragged out was he's, <laughs> he told me he's kind of like, He's one of those like Yoda figures in my life, like yeah. you. And and he he said uh, he said, son, wouldn't it be a shame <laughs> to get to the peaks of life and not and not even be able to enjoy the view? Yeah, no. It's and he's like, by the way you live and steward your soul and your time, and I was just like, I don't want I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Like I want to I want to steward my soul well, yeah. my life well, my relationships well. I think that's something that I'm learning in this season of my life more than ever. Um, I think I've spent most of my adulthood. I'm thinking about what I'm supposed to be building and achieving. And um, I have n- I was terrible at being able to enjoy it. Mm. Terrible at it. I couldn't mm. enjoy it because there was uh, something more. Like, it's kind of that Where do you think whole, it comes from? I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> what I'm, does your therapist I'm pro- say? I'm, I'm processing <laughs> that right now. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is something that I – it is something I've recognized. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's been good, and I'm because it it is robbing me of. I mean, you got, I've talked about this for years, even in our church. Like, you know, I I'm that kind of person. It's like it's like the way we would travel on vacation when we go on a road trip. Like, <laughs> you I'm going to go as fast as we can. I'm going to set land speed records. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, okay, if it says ten hours, we can get there probably under ten. Hmm. You know, hey, let's not stop for lunch. Let's just gas drive through eat on the road mm-hmm. let's go you know my wife's always helping uh hey let's let's stop at the restaurant here oh they got a cracker barrel they're on the freeway that let's stop and have lunch i'm like that's gonna take too much time mm-hmm. and she'll be like well when we get there what are we gonna do mm-hmm. like you know sometimes i'll be like oh what you know let's get to the destination and real fast she'll be like hey okay if we do this based on this time we're gonna get there before we're even allowed to check in yeah, but but then we'll be there, and then we'll, you know, but rush. And it's like, and so I would not be able to, like, that whole idea, like, you know what has always sounded like hell to me is, like, <laughs> let's go on a road trip and then stop 17 times. Oh, look, outlet malls. Let's go. You want to go to the outlet malls? No, we're on a road trip. Let's stop. And, we have an itinerary. You, you know, it's like my my kids, like, they'll learn. It's like, you, I mean, we've had to tell, especially my, my older daughter, it's like, I would have to look and tell her and say, I'm cutting you off no more drinks. Because she would drink water whatever in the car and it's like 30 minutes later i gotta go to the bathroom we're not stopping again we're not making progress and so i have efficiency is your love oh my is my love language and so i have i have sacrificed though on the way like i don't enjoy like in my mind there's where it's messed up in my mind when i get there that's the thing i want i'll enjoy it Mm -hmm. but when i get there the line has moved yeah. That so I, I actually had an idea of writing a book and I don't know where it came from like but it was a long mm-hmm. time ago and it was called the moving line mm-hmm. and it was just based on the story of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. And it was because this is a guy who had everything he ever wanted wanted but he says that it's like 
he talked about life. He's like, yeah. it's like grasping the wind. Yeah. That that's meaningless. Meaningless, yeah. meaningless. You want to talk about meaning? Mm-hmm. Go go. Maybe I'll read Donald Miller's book and then read the book of Ecclesiastes. Right. Here's a guy who had everything, and he would say, meaningless, meaningless. Yeah. All is meaningless. Yeah. And life is like grasping the wind. You mm-hmm. cannot grasp it. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, it's that whole concept of. Oh, if I just get here, right. well, then the line moves. Yeah. And, and so, I, I, again, yeah. I don't have a lot of answers for myself personally. I recognize it and I see yeah. it. And one of, the, one of the, beauty, the beautiful things about that is that I'm just now starting to realize, you know, and life will also help you realize this when things start disappearing from your life. When yeah. your, you know, oldest daughter gets married and moves out of the yeah. house and, you know, you, you look forward to, oh, you guys are going to come over and hang out for the day. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. That sounds so amazing. Like, I never really understood yeah. that, like how grandparents, you know, when yeah. they get older, go, oh, they're going to come over. We're going to hang out for the day. Oh, this sounds like my dream. It sounds like a, mm-hmm. until you have kids yeah. that grow and st- move out. I'm not a grandparent, but that move out. Like, when they come hang out, it's like, oh, it's the highlight. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be together. What are we going to You guys, yeah. stuff I never wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just played a game at our house right. Monday. You know, our kids came. The snow came, so they brought their stuff, the older kids, and spent the night at the house. And, you know, we're playing a card game that lasted three hours long. It was torturous. But um, so but, maybe the but I love is, the aspect of, like, being together. Like, I'm right. starting to savor that, whereas before I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like it's kind of too late. Like, my gosh, right. you're getting older, and I'm not going to have all these moments. But I, yeah. I feel like I'm waking up to it a little bit late. It's, I remember, you remember Catalyst, this old conference, mm-hmm. church conference, this lady named Priscilla Shire, she had a message, it was like 10 years ago, but I remember the whole message was she went through her journal, she goes, I'll never forget in middle school, and I thought to myself, when I just get in high school, then yeah. my life, yep. and she read through, I mean, it was like 30 minutes, man, when I get in high school, I'll finally have freedom, when I finally, I know life will be good when I can get a driver's license mm-hmm. and actually be able to drive, when I get my first boyfriend, that's mm-hmm. when I'll know that, like, when I finally graduate, and then, oh, when I finally graduate college, mm-hmm. oh, when I finally get married, oh, yeah, then when I have kids, kids, then when I have my career. Mm-hmm. And she said, I spent my whole <laughs> life waiting for when. So it's like, okay, maybe the question is, I mean, maybe the goal is to enter into meaning, uh, to have a purpose bigger than yourself that mm-hmm. beckons you. And then within that, to have meaningful stories mm-hmm. that you do alongside the people that are yeah. meaningful to you. Yeah. And then maybe the tension is how do you continue to live meaningful stories with intention and purpose, but actually be able to enjoy the journey while you're doing it? Mm. What's the, mm. how do you do that? Nope. Will you teach me? Nope. I'll let you know when I figure it out. <laughs> I do think, I mean, I think it, it is something that I'm on a journey on. I think it's like this, this it's something that I'm having these real serious, like conversations yeah. with God slash thought processes mm-hmm. chains that are just going through my mind and I'm like almost mm-hmm. like I need to look back and I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. there's some moments in my life where I'm going okay I remember that moment really specific why mm-hmm. to remember it mm-hmm. and it's there's things that are attaching to it and so I feel like I'm in a process like of one discover- of I'm not gonna share okay. right now I, I have them mm-hmm. I've got some written down but um, those you, are you need those, to write this book those are for the next book I really because I'm, I'm it's a journey that I've been on and it, it's different I than would the journey. love to read this book that you're gonna write. Oh, well, this needs to be your next one. You'll get to. It is gonna be my next one, but it's. But it's. Oh, but is it really? Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought. No, no okay. way. This is. This is gonna definitely be my. I'm pretty sure the next thing because I, it's mm-hmm. it's so the the book that I wrote tells a little bit of of the journey mm-hmm. and it, but it's kind of more of the overarching story of sure. of me and our church and our and, and our journey right. and with faith, but. 
there's been two stories going mm. along mm. this side of this, and I don't really dip into the one. Yeah. But then there's the story of my soul through this journey. This journey. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that is kind of bringing some new revelation mm. to me. And so I'm gonna I want to hold that back because I'm still in the, I'm still really in a processing myself phase and trying mm -hmm. to like walk through and discover it. Yeah. But um, I it's giving it's helping me see the people around me. It's helping me see mm. that um, my story is not just what I can build. Mm -hmm. Even if it's for good reasons, sure. I want to build something that's going to impact many other people. But it's like I want to now build that with all of these people. Mm -hmm. I want to like like I want to I want to do it together. Yeah. I want to I want to help. How do I help you? You know, I really do think that the most powerful thing when it comes to the story and the purpose is mm -hmm. if we. I, I know we all have a unique kind of personal passion, but if we can figure out how to help other people around us yeah. accomplish their story. I think we might be surprised at what that does to our story. Yeah. And yeah. so t for so for me like I it's true. I'm now so becoming true. but I think I haven't been very aware mm. of of the stories around me and the people around me as much just mm -hmm. to be honest because I'm so focused and driven mm -hmm. on what I, and that's the whole I think that second mm -hmm. part is like be exposed to other people mm -hmm. and other things and don't be so trapped. What do you think is helping you do that? Um, uh, well, just a lot of our story for in, in, uh, that I've gone through, just an emotional uh, journey, walking through with a counselor mm -hmm. um, for a really hard season, really opened my eyes to start to see internally, and and not just and like and so it just began to expose things. I started to go, oh, oh yeah, I do that, and I thought that was healthy. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure that's healthy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think that actually might be a defense mechanism, or oh, that might be something that I just do. That mm -hmm. it helps me feel like I don't, or helps me not feel it, mm -hmm. um, you know. And so I'm, so again, a lot of this is just it's. I, I I'm still trying to process a mm -hmm. lot of it. I'm trying to. I I I've identified some of the really significant things in my my soul that I've not addressed. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they mean yet. Yeah. I don't know where they come from. I'm trying to kind of trace that. I'm, so I'm just kind of like blurting out, like this is mm. kind of where, I, and as I discover those things, mm. then I think I can confront that and see why that's yeah. causing me to be the way I am. Yeah. And hopefully the end goal is I still want to accomplish some of the things. Right. I'm still very driven. I want to do it, but I want to do it from a place that it's not what I need for affirmation. Yeah. It's not what I need for me to Maybe feel like. Maybe could we say it this, this way? You know what I mean? You so, want to, you want to, pursue what you're created to do from a whole soul yeah not for a, it's, it's almost yeah. like it's paul was ambitious yeah paul said this one thing mm -hmm. i do for you was mine looking for pressing forward to the mm -hmm. high he had a call he had a picture mm -hmm. a vision a horizon he was moving yeah. towards jesus also says that what is a profit a man to gain the world and lose your soul and lose his soul yeah so it's who am i becoming yeah and out of who i'm becoming what am I getting to build yeah. for the right reasons yeah. with the right people? Yeah. Something that actually bears fruit and lasts. Something out yeah. of, I almost think of, not to be all spiritual, I, I've been coming back a lot lately for some reason to that the part of that verse that says, nothing else counts except faith expressing mm -hmm. itself through love. Mm -hmm. Anything else, faith expressing itself through love. Yeah. If my life is an action of faith expressing itself through love, yeah. And that's Good. building something nice, yeah, beautiful. So I don't even know what we talked about today. I but, don't either. Uh, we talked but, okay. about story. And we what, can just wrap it up. What we, kind we, of story are we? Are you yeah. living a good story? Yeah. Are you living a story? It doesn't have to be something ambitious. It could be the story 
that that you want your family to enter into this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe the story of who you're becoming this year. But I think that I think I think why this can be really encouraging is you, you ever met somebody that that life handed them a blow, or maybe they handed themselves, you know, mm-hmm. like a hit and. And uh, not a hit, but that you know, didn't like, sound like. No, that, 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 what are we talking about? Are we yeah, talking about somebody that had a crash? Somebody, okay, that, somebody right. that life just—they had a bad season. Yeah. A dream fell apart. A relationship yeah. fell apart. And you meet them, and three years later, they're still in the same place, yeah. and they're bitter. They're talking yeah. about the past. They're yeah. stuck. What's happened mm-hmm. in in the context of the language atonement? They never started a new story. Mm-mm. They're still stuck in that last chapter, yeah. and they're still trying to find a way through licking their wounds, numbing their pain. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing stones, anger, yeah. resentment yeah. to get back. And if you feel stuck, could it be possible you've mm-hmm. not entered a new story? Yeah. Um, and uh, the future is brighter than, than the past. Yeah. Uh, there's always, we believe in faith, there's always hope for tomorrow. Yeah. There's always a new story God's inviting us into. He's always doing a new thing. So I think a good thing that you could do if this, like, you know, if you're going, I need to create or I need to find some meaning in my life. I feel like I'm stuck in the mundane of my mm-hmm. just my rhythms, my life. You know, I think a good place to start is pick up Donald Miller's book. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's something that's yeah. uh, it's a catalyst for yeah. your life to kind of go. I, I think it's just packaging. Again, I'll tell you, I, I'm not saying all of it, but behind all this. And I know he had, comes from a Christian faith, at mm-hmm. least is there there is undergirding these a lot of principles that come from Jesus's yeah. teaching. Yeah. And that to me is where I see a, a crossover. That's mm-hmm. I mean, we this idea of meaning and purpose. We we've been talking about that forever. Right. The church talks Absolutely. about that all the time. That Absolutely. is the message in the story. And I yeah. think the reason why I do as a pastor, why I would do it, is because I know that is what people yes. are craving in their life. Yes. And Don Miller knows it. Yeah. Which is why he's speaking to it. Mm. There is something we all want in this yeah. life and it's mm-hmm. a sense of fulfillment and meaning. Yeah. And I personally these things and finding the story are is important. I also think um, you'll find that meaning and purpose in Christ. Yeah, and I and I think He will help you find the story. Mm-hmm. When you find your Creator, you can mm-hmm. actually discover why you were created. Right. And I think it's yeah, really well. hard sometimes to find. It's like, mm-hmm. what am I made to do? I don't right. know. You can look at your personality and your skills and all that, but I've also seen mine develop and change over time. Yeah, I've yep. seen it shift. I've seen that. You know what hasn't? Mm-hmm. What I feel like He's called me to do. Yeah. And so to, to me, I think it's a good place, you know, to, to start. So maybe pick yeah. up the book. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Tell us, yeah. you know, where, what's your story. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Right? Tell us your story. Yeah. Tell us uh, if this has provoked any thought. Tell us what story are you wanting to live this year. Yeah. What story are you wanting to – what's the climactic scene you're moving towards mm-hmm. and how can we cheer you on? Uh, but thank you, as always, for listening. If this helped you, to encourage you. Yeah. Spread it around. Share it on your social media. If you've not taken the time yet, do us a huge, huge favor. Rate and review. It means the world to us. Subscribe if you haven't already. And until next time, we'll see you next week.